Welcome to the Find Your Voice podcast, a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life, your community, and the world. I'm your host, Allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. As part of our effort to serve you as a writer, one thing we know we need to do is serve you as a reader too. Reading a diverse group of writers is one of the fastest and most effective ways to grow your skill set as a writer. Not to mention, the more we hear about how other books have impacted the lives of those who have stumbled across them, the more motivated we tend to feel to put our own words on paper without worrying too much about how many people are going to read them. On these book review episodes, you'll hear about books that are both popular and obscure, books that are written for someone exactly like you, as well as books that were written for a very different audience, but that you'll likely find helpful, transformative, and even applicable to your life. You'll hear about authors you might never have heard of if not for this podcast, and you'll be shocked at the kind of impact even a quote unknown writer can have on the world. We hope it inspires you to read more, write more, and to believe in the power of your words to change the world. Never wonder again where your next favorite book is going to come from. This is your one-stop shop for great recommendations, honest reviews, and the next great book you're not going to want to miss adding to your shelf. On today's episode of Find Your Voice Book Reviews, I talk to Kelly Hartnett, who's going to tell you about a book that I think is maybe one of the most important books we've reviewed so far on this podcast. In fact, after I heard Kelly's take on this book, I immediately ordered a copy myself and promptly read it, which is saying a lot given I have constant stacks of books that I'm looking to start. I can say from experience that you are not going to regret picking up a copy of this book. This book is going to challenge everything you thought you knew about the word justice and especially about our criminal justice system. You'll notice that even Kelly's puppy, who is in the room with her while I interview her, agrees that this book is a book you should read ASAP. So I say that to say, pardon the background noise, a few minutes in, this is such an important interview. I didn't want you to miss it just because of a little bit of background noise. So listen to the episode, hear Kelly's take on this world-altering book, and then I hope, as always, you'll grab your own copy of the book from the link in the show notes. Either way, I hope you enjoy this interview about Brian Stevenson's Just Mercy. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Allie. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Well, let's jump right in. Tell us about the title of the book you love and in a few sentences, what is it about? So the book that I chose is Just Mercy. It's by a guy named Brian Stevenson, who founded an organization called the Equal Justice Initiative. And that is a legal practice that's dedicated to defending the poor, the wrongly condemned, people trapped kind of in the outer reaches of the criminal justice system. And the book is largely a telling of one of the first cases that he defended. It's a guy named Walter McMillan, but it's just full of other heartbreaking stories and uh, honestly, maddening insight into our criminal justice system. 
Amazing. I honestly, this book has been on my mental list. And when I saw the movie come out, I was like, I need to read the book before I see the movie. Yeah. I'm afraid to see the movie. It's on my list. I'm trying to decide (laughs) if I'm going to go see it, but um, the book is just remarkable. Oh, so great. So how did you find out about the book? When Tell us about like the time in your life when you came across it and what was going on, what drew you to it? Sure. So uh, it's a little convoluted. So I actually saw the book for the first time in a Starbucks in August. Okay. Um, and the title alone caught my attention. Just Mercy. My favorite scripture verse is Micah 6, 8, which is all about seeking justice and loving mercy and walking humbly. And so the title caught my attention, but I let it go at the time because I had this huge stack of books on my to-be-read pile. Yes, and I was super busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was super busy working for a church at the time. And so I just kind of let it go. But for a couple of years, I'd been blogging quite a bit about social justice. Um, I live in St. Louis and Michael Brown had been killed in Ferguson in August of 2014. I was volunteering a ton of time at a drop-in center for homeless folks, most of whom were black. I discovered minimalism. Kim Davis got in trouble for refusing to issue a marriage license to a gay couple. There'd been mass shootings. Donald Trump had announced his presidency. Like it was all of this, all of this stuff was happening. And basically I was just pretty fed up with the way people were treating each other. And I was being all sorts of loud mouthed about it on my blog. That's what I do when I get frustrated. (laughs) So then um, in April of 2016, it was almost a year later, I was in Barnes and Noble And Just Mercy happened to be on the buy two, get one free table, which is my favorite table (laughs) in Barnes and Noble. (laughs) Um, And even though my to to be red pile wasn't any smaller, I I just, because of all the junk that was happening in the world, I decided I didn't care about that pile. And so I picked it up and read it. Amazing. You know that a book does a great job of catching your attention when it jumps to the top of your to be read list. Totally. Yes. Well, I did ask you to come with a quote that you love. Do you have one that you'd be willing to share with us? I do. I do. It's a couple of short paragraphs. Is that okay? Of course. Go for it. Great. My work with the poor and the incarcerated has persuaded me that the opposite of poverty is not wealth. The opposite of poverty is justice. I've come to believe that the true measure of our commitment to justice, the character of our society, our commitment to the rule of law, fairness, and equality cannot be measured by how we treat the rich, the powerful, the privileged, and the respected. The true measure of our character is how we treat the poor, the disfavored, the accused, the incarcerated, and the condemned. We're all implicated when we allow other people to be mistreated. An absence of compassion can corrupt the decency of a community, a state, a nation, Fear and anger can make us vindictive and abusive, unjust and unfair, until we all suffer from the absence of mercy and we condemn ourselves as much as we victimize others. The closer we get to mass incarceration and extreme levels of punishment, the more I believe it's necessary to recognize that we all need mercy, we all need justice, and perhaps we all need some measure of unmerited grace. Wow. Yeah, right? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think this might've just jumped to the top of my to read list. Oh my gosh. It's just so, and I read it. I I confess I read it a second time over the weekend because I hadn't read it since I picked it up. And so I wanted to have it fresh in my mind. And half the book is highlighted and starred and exclamation points in the margins. And it's just full of gold, really challenging things. Even just that small quote you read right now feels really convicting to me too, in such a great way. Cause you know, one of the 
evidences of privilege is that we don't have to think about these questions. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It gets a little uncomfortable in multiple places. In fact, I, after I read it, I recommended it to my dad who is, he was an air force colonel, you know, super high powered stoic kind of guy. And he said he wept reading this book. And I can count on one hand, the number of times I ever saw my dad cry. And so to have this book affected him so much. What about that quote resonates with you? <laughs> oh, so much. So uh, <laughs> I I really feel like the fundamental American problem is a lack of empathy that we feel like if it's not my experience, it's nobody's experience. And so because we don't get close to others who are different from us, we tend to judge them and put them in a box that's easier for us to understand and not have to deal with. It's so resonated with everything I believe about how people should treat one another. And there's always, I can't remember, it's a quote that people say all the time that everybody is struggling with something, right? Like we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes of people. And so if all we do is judge people by what's on the surface, we have no idea how complex a human they are and how, yeah. um, you know, everybody's deserving of love. Even people sitting on death row and so many people on death row are wrongly convicted. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and it just, yeah. it just blows my mind. But really that's, that's that those two paragraphs really hit on my, my empathy thing. I agree with you. That's beautiful. How has this book changed your life? Like what I'd love to hear you talk about is the before and after, like, so this, before this book's comes into your life, this is how things were, or this is how you saw things. And then after, this is how things changed. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, there's a paradigm shift that he introduces here that the opposite of poverty is not wealth. The opposite of poverty is justice. So I think before I read this book, I mean, there's so many things. Like I just assumed that our criminal justice system worked correctly and that people, I've never believed in the death penalty, I want to make that clear, but the people who were on death row were fairly convicted by a jury of their peers, <laughs> and that they, mm. quote, deserved, unquote, to be there. I don't think, again, I don't think anybody deserves to be put to death, but I just thought that that happened. And then I, when I started to kind of get an inkling that maybe that's not what happened, I just assumed, well, then what we need to do is throw money at the problem. We need to resource the problem more. And that's not what Brian Stevenson says. It's not about poverty isn't about the absence of wealth. It's about the absence of justice. And so if we could create a more just and equitable society, then poverty would disappear. Wow. Um, And so it really has totally upended the way I think about solving social problems. Um, Unfortunately, I've allowed myself to get busy enough (laughs) professionally and with family and stuff that I haven't been able to engage the way I want to engage. So I'd love to say, well, before I wasn't doing anything. And now I'm like, you know, petitioning Congress and all those things. And I'm not doing those things, but what it is allowing me to do is look at every person whom I encounter in a different way in every situation I encounter in a different way and think about what's behind it and not look to the easy answer, but look to the more complex answer, which usually has something to do with me and my heart and how I'm perceiving people. I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) It makes perfect sense. And it's very convicting and again, makes me want to go get the book right this minute. So, okay. So recommend, if you're recommending this book to our community, pretend you're handing it to a person and you're like, you need to read this book because. Mm. I'm trying to think of the kind of person I would recommend it to. And I don't think I would limit it to anybody. I think everybody should read this book. And I think people should read it because we have been told a story about poverty 
and the criminal justice system that's not true. It's fundamentally wrong. And until we can untangle the untruths, we can't fix the problem. Um, Stevenson talks in this book that actually the number one determinant of whether somebody lands up on death row or not is race. If a victim wow. was if a victim was white in a homicide, the the accused is much more likely to end up on death row than if the victim were black. There's something very very wrong <laughs> with that, yeah, yeah. and so but people don't know it, and so I think it's just a very illuminating extremely um, convicting book about how we, we can't take things at face value. It's important to really dig in and not just believe what we're told about yeah. how our systems are working. And honestly, the folks who probably need it to read, the, read it the most are those of us with privilege who have the opportunity to do something about it, to dismantle mm-hmm. those structures, those, um, those systems of injustice, racial injustice, really economic injustice. Yeah. There's lots in there about, um, mental health and the number of people who are condemned to death row who have mental health problems, the number of children who are condemned to die in prison. I mean, it's just, it's horrifying and we just don't know it. So that's why everybody needs to read it. You have me convinced. I'm literally going to (laughs) go purchase the book right this second. Awesome. Okay. So say the name of the book and the author one more time so people can go grab their copy. Yes. It's called Just Mercy and the author is Brian Stevenson. Perfect. I'm hanging up this call and then I'm going to go order my, my copy. So awesome. I'll let you know what I think when I finish. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kelly. We appreciate it. What an incredible recommendation. Thanks for taking the time to share it with You're us. You're so welcome. Thanks for letting me share it. Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.